welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friend at Zwift. Joining me, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm good. You know what? I still get the goosebumps. Yeah. That music. I know. I just know. gets me in the mood. I just want to... In the mood. I just want to <laughs> go and do six hours on my bike. Not really. But I, I do want to watch the Tour de France. And yeah. uh, oh, this, I feel like we've pushed the restart button and it's pre-grand final day and Ooh. we've just got the two biggest days coming. So I'm excited about today's show. Yeah, absolutely. What we're talking about. Uh, and, and, and also what we can say is that those two slash three stages ahead of us mm-hmm. are just incredible. Yeah. You know, if you are if you haven't been tuning in that religiously to the tour until now, just be like do yourself a favor, do it because it's gonna be crazy. Don't be a party pooper. Get on, sleep in. Yeah. You're working from home anyway. Your boss won't know. So just <laughs> join us. Trust me. The next two nights are going to be really special, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. What have we seen yesterday as well? We always knew it was going to be a stage uh, for an attack, but that from the start, it just went nuts. And then we can, I, great can I say, am I allowed to say pissed off? Uh, I've said it. If, it. if it's for me, I know what you're going to say. And no, yes, no, I you are. Yes, I am. He's, he's annoyed. <laughs> he's annoyed, Couch. He's annoyed because tell us. Okay. You, 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 yeah. I mean, and I know this because you sent me before the stage started in the tipping comp. You said, "I wish I'd picked Kamna," <laughs> and I know what because I was all my all day long. I was gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kamna. I'm gonna Could have, go should with have, and would have, mate. And I went, um, maybe a green battle jersey. No, it sort of got into my head, mm. and I went with Nance Peters, and he finished 84th. So you were second last I in the was tipping second comp. last where I could have been first. And actually, I could have been first with a gun. It's a like frustrating we, tipping comp, isn't it? It is. Anyway, that's a bit of an inside joke. But yeah. yes, I am actually a bit peed off uh, for that. Kamna, uh, in the end, you know, he did it. I know, I know I'm going to say it, but he did it, he did it like a boss. He did it so yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, man, that's a boss. Yeah, you did. I thought, what's he talking about? <laughs> I like courageous Kamna. Come on. Courageous Kamna. He's look. He, we knew he was something special yeah. at the Criterium de Dauphiné, and then just the fact that he's you know he's he's had a pretty big workload in terms of looking after Bookman, trying to chase the green for Peter Sagan. So he's been doing a lot of work, but gee, he got his opportunity yesterday. And look, not to mention uh, the hard work by Daniel Oss, another teammate there at Bora. He was brilliant. But Kamna, wow, 24 yeah. years of age, he's something special. And also because, uh, you know, th- this green battle is, we'll talk about all this green battle coming up, uh, but this green battle is one of the inside competition oh, uh, of that ripper. Tour de France. Yeah. A- and because of the position of Sagan, and I really thought, you know, they were all going to give 100% to Sagan, but actually in the end, they went for the state victory as well. They did. And look, I've decided, you and I really don't know that much about the green. No. So I'm, I'm bringing... I've, we're bringing in the big guns. Absolutely. And he's actually in the in. waiting room yeah. right now. Because he uh, will know. He will dissect it better than anyone. Absolutely. Anybody. He's waiting yeah. for us. So we will uh, mm. bring him in at some point. It's Bad and Cook joining us uh, for the podcast. But hey, let's listen to Kamna and mm. the team. Uh, because there was a bit of celebration and we are we were with them. Yeah, boys. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
thanks to everyone, especially also to <laughs> mechanics and uh, physiotherapists, cook, everybody has a part of it. Especially Daniel, who pulled the whole day for me. Which Bravo. Was, uh, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So, uh, cheers, eh? Cheers! Cheers! Edit that out. Why? Why would I? <laughs> now I'm glad you left it in. It's so Jeez, beautiful. I thought he was going to burst the blood vessel. Yeah, I want to go tikka tikka tikka. It's crazy. It? I don't even know what it means. <laughs> Me neither. It's, I hope it's, it's, it's okay. Euro. <laughs> it's like Euro '80s trash sort of talk. It's yeah. um, classic. But look, you know they are. They deserve a victory, Boa, because they've done some really hard work for Sagan. Yeah, absolutely so right. They, they do. Are, you know, they're walking away to this yeah. tour. They might not win the green jersey. We'll talk about this in a sec, but uh, at least they'll have a victory. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And yeah, a couple of days they've sat on the front of the peloton for the whole stage trying to split it, and it hasn't, they've got nothing, no reward for it. So that was just reward uh, yesterday. Absolutely. We talked about the green battle. Uh, Green jersey is still on the shoulders of uh, Sam Bennett here. Uh, You think he's still got nightmares? I think he's still got nightmares, (laughs) you know. Uh, He's being hunted. But let's, let's figure out how hard this week and this back end of the Tour de France has been for him because he gets opportunity, then mountain stage, then opportunity, then two mountain stage, then another opportunity, a time trial, and an opportunity in Paris. That's basically it's been the last few days for Sam Bennett and what's ahead of him. Oh, two monster. Absolutely. Well, the Queen stage. Yeah. They're both. There's two Queen stages. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to uh, Sam Bennett straight after the stage yesterday. And he talks about, you know, all this actually expected a tough start but in the end it was everything was fine um, I think I was just having a good day uh, it was a nice day to have a good day but uh, I just hope I didn't uh, overuse the legs for the next days <laughs> that's, that's your main concern even during the stage yeah yeah like I'm always once the, the, the intermediate sprint is done then it's already preparing for the next day um, and just just conserving because like if you go over one like over your limit one day you're gone in a day or two um uh, especially in this tour de france it's so hard so um yeah at the moment everything's going to plan but uh still a lot of work to do everything's going to plan do you think he would rather not have another you know 150 points no, ahead of, of him course he would. <laughs> but that's unrealistic isn't yeah. it it's um <laughs> But, no, interesting. And he, and he, he know. Well, he's saying it's going to come down to Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and I think everyone is sort of knowing this is shaping up this way. It's uh, and it's it's, it's a crack of a battle. And actually, uh, Baden Cook will talk about this because mm. that's happened before in history. Yeah. So that you know, could be. Well, he might be able to tell us otherwise. That could be the last time actually, it was fought out on yeah, the on the Champs Elysees. Yeah. Uh, but what do you make of Sam Bennett? This attitude. He, he seems pretty mature. The fact that he's saying, you know, we all go for the intermediate sprint and then basically it's game off after that. And yeah. they're already Survival. thinking the next day. Yes. Yeah. No, he is. And look, he's got he's got an experienced team around him too to, to you know, sort of 
get him in that mindset, go, right, focus on this, then you switch off. We get you to the finish. You've got to turn the pedals as well, but we'll we'll assist and then think about the next day. So they've just sort of compartmentalised yeah. what he needs to do each day. And actually on the other end, uh, and I'm f- flying my little flag here, but that leaves someone like Philip pretty much alone to fight in the breakaways. So yesterday he went on the breakaway, he was alone because they are saving as many uh, teammates yeah, as they can. To sort save. of. Yeah, you're right, sort of. I mean, there's a few guys like Tim Clerk. they can't. No, no, no. But like, you know, they can't climb. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not all behind trying no, to no. get an attack to get another stage win. No, this is, this is yeah. You know, they, it, their stage win is green. This yeah, is what yeah. They want. This, it's massive if they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's huge. Absolutely. And while we were watching Sagan against Bennett, there's a little, not so little, Italian, Trentin, that is looming in the background. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he, he's, he got maximum points yep. yesterday because he was in the breakaway at the intermediate sprint, that is. And then he took only a couple of points at the end. He just couldn't quite go with the, with the leaders at the end. But it was a pretty good day. He's, he's off the mark a bit, but not done. Yeah, he's not done. And mm. actually, you know what? He's, he can actually enter that battle. He could. Yeah. Yep. Let's listen to him, Matteo Trentin. Uh, yeah, he got back a little bit, but... Still, still a long way to Paris, and especially there are a lot of hard stages to come. A lot, two. <laughs> it's quite enough. Uh, and then a stage where we can still think about the victory. And then, of course, there is Paris. So I think it's still pretty difficult. The advantage of Bennett is still huge. But we are here, we try, we fight, and we see at least we have a little bit of fun. You know, he's having a bit of fun, but yeah, two stages. Do you think back of his mind as well? He's thinking, you know, if Bennett misses the cut one day, mm. you know, he's there in the looming. Sagan hasn't got... He's only 20-odd points behind exactly. Sagan. That's what I'm thinking. And he's, you know, he's had his measure in the sprints, actually. Every well, in the, in the intermediates, yeah, he has. But that's what I'm thinking. If, if, if for any reasons, Bennett doesn't make the cut one day in the next mm. couple of stages... Trentin is looming behind Sagan. Oh, yeah. Sagan is not, has not got an easy ride either way. Could turn on Paris. its head. Yeah, it could turn Absolutely. on its head. Uh, actually... Why not talk about the green jersey with uh, with Baden Cook? He's uh, he's just about to come onto uh, the program with us. Uh, just bring him. How are you, Baden? Good. How are you guys? Good to be on the show. We are very good. Yeah, very good. Now, um, Cookie, first question: If you were in the race today, would you rather be Sam Bennett or would you rather be Sagan, the hunted or the hunting? Oh, I'd be. I'd prefer to be in Sam Bennett's position at the moment. Uh, he's got a fairly good lead. He's got uh, forty-five points. Um, he's he's going extremely well. Um, obviously, the the last person you'd want breathing down your neck is Peter Sagan. Um, but that, that being said, Sagan's got all the work to do, and he's going to have to absolutely nail it to uh, peg that back. I mean, uh, there's there is a lot of uh, points on offer still. However, you know. If, if, you know, basically, the, the diff- even if he wins a sprint, if, if Bennett is there with him, he, he gains nothing. So he needs to split the group, get out the road, get into a small group, win, get maximum points, and then, uh, you know, basically has to, everything has to go perfect for, for Sagan to peg this back. Or Bennett missed the time cut, which is, I don't think is going to happen. You, you've been in a position where the, the green jersey was nowhere near decided in the third week, uh, and eventually you won it in Paris. We'll talk about it in a sec. But uh, how do you think Bennett enters this week mentally, knowing that it's not going to be an easy uh, journey on the legs, 
but also not an easy journey in the head and for everything that goes with the battle. He, he would be in a, a, a mental prison at the moment where he's, <laughs> um, he's seeing the opportunity in front of him. It's probably not something, he, not, not a position where he expected to be um, with Sagan being so uh, dominant over the last seven or eight years. Um, I don't think he expected to be here. Um, and it's a, a, you know, he would feel fantastic having the green jersey on his shoulders, but um, I don't think anyone would want to be uh, being hunted in the third week of the Tour de France by Peter Sagan in the mountains. It's a very <laughs> uncomfortable place to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's the way. I've been saying uh, Tim the Clerks had to uh, sing him lullabies just to put Bennett off to sleep uh, the last four or five days. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. Uh, so, what you know? Do you see reminiscence of your battle with Robbie in this sort of fight? Because it's not that often. You know, we we know Sagan has been trusting that jersey for for a little while now. It's going to be seven, eight years. You know, uh, for you, do you relieve some of your moments with Robbie in this battle? Uh, it's, it's it's a little bit different. Um, Sagan's always had the advantage that he can climb better than the other guys, so he's always just been trying to make it as hard as possible. Uh, there were a few moments in the 2003 where um, we were able to split the group um, early in the stage. Certainly on the stage we went over to Galibier one year. We uh, it started up a few really tough climbs, and Brad McGee split the uh, bunch to bits, and we we scored points. Uh, Along with Torushoft and O'Grady, who climbed pretty well, and and Robbie scored nothing. Um, but generally speaking, uh, the difference in the climbing ability of Sagan compared to the other sprinters today is far greater than any difference in climbing ability uh, back in back when I was racing. Um, Bain, take us if you can. Take us through that final stage on the Champs-Élysées because a lot of people, probably a lot of fans of the Tour de France now probably don't realise how tight and how close it was. Talk us through that that whole stage, the intermediate sprint and then, of course, the final sprint because it was it was a fan's sort of, um, you know, it's exactly what you want to see as a fan uh, coming down to that final sprint. Uh, yeah, it was... It was absolute. The whole last week was torture. Um, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, I, I knew that this could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, uh, as it turned out to be. Um, I would have liked to have won a few more, but um, the the pressure I was putting on myself was very high, and probably the only thing that got me through or, or calmed me down was the fact that my team were very supportive and, and they, they they were just telling me, mate, just do the best you can. Um, what you've already done is amazing, so don't don't overcook it with pressure. But that last stage, um, I had a chat with Mark Matteo, our team director before the stage, and he he just said, you know, just just go for it. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. We're, we're really happy with what you've done. And that just uh, took a bit of... And maybe mentally, I just um, relaxed a bit, and all the pressure was on Robbie. He was the he was the the super sprinter of the of the era. Uh, he had the he was defending champion. He'd taken the jersey off me the, two days before, so it was all for him to lose. I'd sort of, in many people's mind, I already lost it. 
So um, I can only win from there. Um, obviously, we wanted to put maximum pressure on him. Um, so we, we made, we, we did full-blown, uh, full-team lead-outs for the first, well, both intermediate sprints, and we made them as hard as possible, um, which sort of uh, kind of ruled, even though Robbie and I got second, I got second and Robbie got third in the stage eventually, we'd done two full full gas sprints um, uh, during the stage. I won the first one, he won the second one. So... Um, so and so, you, when you imagine how tired you are and how cooked you are after doing two full-blown sprints, when most of the other sprinters didn't partake in those sprints, and they are fresh, if you can say that fresh after three and a half thousand kilometres, uh, and then we had to line up for the finish. And Robbie had, you know, Robbie's quicker off a wheel than me, uh, and he had the advantage of following me. So we, we had it all to do, and uh, again, we just put as much pressure on as possible. Obviously, I had the, the luxury of having Bradley McGee as my last lead-out man who not only has, you know, really good range and, and he, he's also good at boxing on and positioning. He's very – he's got a very high um, race IQ. So we put a lot of pressure on and I pulled every trick out of the book that I could in, in on that day. Um, every trick that – by the way, Robbie knows. Um, and <laughs> it was, there was a few mind games going on and uh, it's very it's, – it's, it's like three-dimensional chess at 70 kilometres an hour trying to – you know, he's trying to outsmart the other person. You're trying to outride them and you're trying to get everything out of your body. Uh, it was pressure that I'd never really come across before or after. Um, and most of it's pressure you put on yourself. But um, – we held it together and uh, got the prize. Have you been able to debrief all this with Robbie? You know, afterwards, I guess, uh, going like what you went through, what he went through, and sort of understand where it all played out? Um, well, when, when Michael Matthews won the Green Jersey um, a couple of years back, um, International Cycling Executives, which is a networking uh, group, uh, it started here in Australia. Uh, Ryan O'Neill started it, and and it's sort of it's branched out into Singapore, Hong Kong. They decided to sort of because it was you know the third Australian to win the green jersey. They got Robbie and I to do. We went to uh, we did a, um, a a few talks, one in Melbourne and one in Sydney, where um, we discussed our battle, and it was quite interesting hearing. His side of the story. I, I've read his. I've read his book, and uh, he, he devotes at least a chapter to whinging about me beating him. And um, <laughs> and, and uh, I, certainly, I brought up a few points uh, in those um, talks that we did. That, from my point of view, things he left out of the book. Um, but um, yeah, obviously, there's two sides to every story. But. Um, uh, yeah, there were there was many things that the, we both had bad luck through that tour, and there's a few things that definitely didn't go my way, and there's a few things that didn't go his way, and um, but yeah, we we have we have debriefed and uh, we agree to disagree. Um, firstly, I've got to go back for a second. I can't imagine Mark Matteo 
uh, being calm and telling you to stay calm on that final stage. I mean, he's well, off his I, rocker, I, isn't I, he? I don't know because Twitter didn't exist at the time. Uh, true, so Twitter, yeah, a lot social of the stuff media. Is happening is on social media, but he's not the calmest of the guy. That's for sure. I'll get you this. <laughs> and then well, the other yeah. side, you got to remember, he, he's very good at, um, at, at, at motivating certain riders. Like some riders, he has to really get up them and motivate them. Uh, he knew with me there was no mo- motivation issue, no motivational issues. He had to calm me down. And he was often doing that in races where I was um, <laughs> too energetic and too eager and uh, too motivated where he needed to calm me down uh, and sort of harness that rage that I wanted to let out. So when when that final sprint, and again, a lot of people won't know, there was probably a couple of inches as you guys crossed the line. I'll never forget it. You crossed the line. Did you know at that point you'd beaten him across the line and, and hence won the green jersey? I was in – I was delirious. Uh, I don't think I've ever been so delirious in my life because, yeah, it's, it's the 21st stage of a 3,500-kilometre race and uh, – We've been racing full gas every day. There's no real rest for the green jersey because even if we're going up the Galibier or, or Alpe d'Huez, uh, there's two sprints in between that you have to keep an eye on your rival and sprint absolutely full gas. Uh, so there's no real rest. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's – I, I mean, I, I knew I beat him across the line, but I, all, I, all I felt was – Relief, oh, it's over. Like, I hadn't I hadn't even really thought, um, oh, yeah, I'm going to be standing up on the podium next to Lance in, in a few minutes. I just thought, my God, it's over. And um, and then I, I was just uh, sort of blank for, for a, about a minute and Robbie went, congratulations, and I was sort of like, oh, 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 I've, I've won it. Um, yeah, I, I was... I was it's, it's quite weird because that day, that particular day, I've got photographic memory of every pedal stroke. However, there's sort of a blank, uh, it's like a blank after I went across the line for a bit. Wow. So I, I, guess, I guess that's what they, they say, uh, being in, in the zone when you can, I mean, there's, there's races in certain countries that I don't remember even being there. Uh, yet that day I can remember every single pedal stroke. <laughs> That's when you're not in the zone. When you zone down. Uh, how much in the zone were you in the celebration afterwards? Then do you remember the celebration? Oh, we, I don't know. If we, I don't know if our show is uh, our show is PG. It's so PG. We... So yeah, I, I um, uh, apparently I got a little bit rowdy. Uh, obviously, La France Azure is based in Paris. We were in Paris. Um, uh, I don't think. The, the, it's one of the longest standing teams in the peloton, the second oldest, I think, and that was the first time they'd won a jersey in the Tour de France. So they were pretty happy, and uh, we had a big party that night with um, all the big wigs of La France de Jeu, the, the, um, the gaming company, at the, lotter- the National Lottery. And um, the Aussies got a bit rowdy, and especially me, that's for sure. <laughs> True Aussie style, yeah. True Aussie style. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not good there. <laughs> no, we can't even open that. We can't even open that can because it'll just spill out I'm everywhere. Trying. Yeah, I'm no, trying. no, no, I'm don't. Trying to, I'm trying to get the ratings up. You know? Trust me, you don't want to get that. It's, it's a separate show in the deep dark web. If we bring that one in, 
Um, Baden, okay. Who's going to win? Who's going to win this green jersey? What's your opinion on it? I think Sam Bennett will hold on. Um, I think there's too much to do for Sargon. Uh, it's it's got to go all his way. And being the best rider in the world, in my opinion, no one does any favours for that guy. No one's going to help him. Um, everyone's watching him. Uh, Bennett knows that this, this might be a once-off opportunity that you know, never comes again. And it quite well, quite well could be. Um, there's fast sprinters coming up from behind. Sargon could easily come back and win three more. Um, he, he needs to take this take this by the horns and just ride, you know, beyond what he's ever ridden before to, to hang on and not lose. Uh, you know, in two days' time, there's a sprint after uh, after the Cat Four, which shouldn't be a problem, but you you. You can be guaranteed that uh, Sargon and Bora Hansgrove will definitely try to make it difficult. Any time there's crosswind, he needs he needs to follow Sargon around like um, you know, like glue. He cannot leave him okay. out of his sight because because he's because he's very sneaky and he's very tricky and he's very intelligent. And he you do, he, he's capable of anything. Uh, you you just want to be basically sitting right next to him to make sure he just doesn't jump up the road. Slam it in the gutter uh, before a climb or, or whatever. Who know? Who knows? He might put a couple of bikes, blokes in an early break and then launch across them. There's innings possible, um, but the time the time is running out and everything's going to have to go perfectly for Peter Sagan, or something's going to have to go wrong for Sam Bennett. I think to lose it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Cookie, to, uh, for joining us today. That was good. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. Great, and great insights. Down to the down to the wire. Thank you, Cookie. Yeah. There you go. Down yeah. to the wire. That, that's for sure. Look, it, and he, he knows so well. Just the insights he gave yeah. there about, you know, he says, I think Bennett, but then he has to sit literally beside Peter Sagan because he's got every trick in the book and more. And he's dead right. He's he's the best in the world or one of the best in the world, Sagan, yeah. as an all-rounder. No one will give him any favours. It's almost like they want the underdog, Sam Bennett, to win. You know, when you've won seven, yeah. everyone wants to see a different well, winner, don't they? I think that's the question as well. Mm. How much the other team wants Sam Bennett to win to just maybe just make sure that Sagan doesn't get number eight. Mm. You know, I'm not saying Trentin is working for Sagan, but could there be collusion in some of the teams to work together to make sure oh, Bennett's... Mate, that's never happened. It's never what happened. <laughs> it's not cycling. No. Um, moving on, <laughs> moving on. But no, Baden Cook, what a champion! What a and that that green battle was, yeah, yeah, a special one. Stage 17, uh, coming up tonight. Uh, I think it's about time we uh look seriously at the map of that stage. As first, first glance, you go, There's only two climbs, yeah, but just have a look at are... the, have a look at the I know. elevation, <laughs> I know, and then the number which is not there. There's HC mm. uh, or category, yeah. which means basically they can't even classify how hard those climbs are. Col de la Madeleine, we've been there before yep. many times. We know how hard it is and how treacherous it could be with the weather. They're saying know. potentially late afternoon storm couch. Uh, so let's just cross our fingers for good old to, Richie. Talk, talk to us about this climb to Maribel, Col de la Lose. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a new climb. It's, uh, what is it, 22 kilometers, they're saying. That's what the 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 chart I'm looking at says. The last, I think, five kilometers averages 10%, average. But it goes up 12, 13, 15% pinches. That's the last five kilometers. So it's going to be brutal. It's going to be 
this is this is the first queen stage. Yeah, there's two because the next day isn't as high, but it's way more climbs. So I'm not sure it'll decide the race, but you we're going to get a pretty good idea. I've got my we're plan. going to get I've a good idea. Plan. Okay, what is it? Tell I me. think I think, and you heard it first. If it happened, and if not, I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Pocket Char is going to climb a little bit more time today. 30 seconds on Roglic. So he'll drop him? He'll take something? He will take a bit of not time just, on him. Not just bonus? Not just okay. bonuses. Overall, 30 seconds. Yep. And then he will go down for the jersey tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. After the yellow jersey on his on his shoulders, then defend it on the on the TT. On the TT. Because I don't think he can... I know he can time trial very well and so on, but I think in terms of the pressure for him to have it and defend it, it's probably better than actually try to claim it on the roads with Roglic. Mate, you're a traitor. This is what's going to happen. You, you couldn't exactly be more wrong. <laughs> Roglic is just, he's going to fall off the cliff. I don't mean physically. Yeah. He's, he's going to go hunger knock. He's had too good a form for too long. He'll lose some time today. Maybe not as much as Bernal. Um, Pogacar will get a double flat on the descent. Okay. Richie will climb into yellow. <laughs> Let's not forget Richie. What do you think of that, people? I think I, I like that one. Absolutely. And then yeah. Richie, we haven't spoke to him uh, about him on the stage from last night, but he was brilliant. I'll just make one point on yeah. a serious note. So that bit before, I'm joking. But in all seriousness, Richie's in great shape. Yeah. You know what I loved about last night? He commanded that third position yeah. behind Pogacar as if he owns the podium spot and he's not in the podium position as yet, but he is riding like he is the third best rider in the race. And he gives himself a chance these next two mountain days. Remember, Richie's 35. We're deep into the third week. He's got more experience at Grand Tours than either of these two guys. Yeah. This is this race is far from over. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Giro Rosa because mm. there's also the Giro Rosa happening as we uh, as we speak. And that's a there's there's some good stuff happening here. Oh, Marianne Vos again. Yeah, she wins a second stage. Uh, brilliant. Uh, Annemiek van Vluten. She holds on to a a pretty handy lead, but still yeah. still a way to go. She's got a one minute fifty six over Newadoma. She's got two oh three over uh, Vanderbregen. But they've had a couple of monster days. They had their longest stage of a stage race, hundred and seventy kilometers, two days ago. Yeah, it looked it looked brutal and it looked pretty hot. And then, of course, as you mentioned, Voss won again. They're down actually near uh, Napoli, so they're fairly south from where yeah. they started up in Tuscany. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been good. And then we've been lucky to receive little postcards, yeah. little uh, nuggets from the race. Uh, and today it's uh, Brody Chapman that sent us a little, you know, a little diary of what's been happening for her. Uh, so far, the Giro Rosa is going pretty well for uh, my team, FDJ Nubella Catane Petrusco. Uh, we've got Cicely at the Triple Ludwig in fourth on GC and she's done a really good job at fighting back uh, time after the loss of the time trial. So yeah, bit of chaos, really aggressive racing, um, beautiful landscapes in Italy and I'm enjoying it so far. I'm definitely learning a lot. It's the first time I've done a stage race this long and the Giro is super iconic. It's been going for years. So you've got a lot of really experienced, savvy riders in the peloton. Um, but yeah, the goal for the rest of the week is to continue uh, fighting for a GC podium for Sealy, um, and we've got the whole team on deck for that goal. So, yeah, keep following along. Keep following along. And how can we follow along? We can follow it. I believe 4.30 highlights. There's been a one-hour package daily up on Cycling Central. So get to that. They've got a 97-kilometre stage tonight. And, yeah, the highlights are up.
by the afternoon. So it's good. It's been great, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you truly enjoyed that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I mean, and look, she said it, Brad. He said it. It is an iconic race. It's been around for a long time, and it's really elevated this year. I think it's getting a lot more exposure, which is good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, in the news, uh, we've got a little uh, SBS update uh, to talk about because uh, Ooh, looks yes, like we uh, have secured the Tour de France for a lot longer. Uh, so another seven years on top of what we already had, which means the Tour de France is on SBS for the next 10 years. And you know what? I thought, well, let's play this little promo. It's quite nice. Yeah. You know, we are so proud to have changed the television viewing habits of Australians during the month of July. And we genuinely love the tour here at SBS. All of us. It runs through our veins. And you know what? We're so excited. We're very excited to do the same for another 10 years. This is a really big win to get the race for another 10 years, to bring it to you at home, every blow, every pedal stroke of the race and everything that goes along with it, the cuisine, the scenery, you name it. We take you there. It's going to stay on SBS and we look forward to you joining us on the journey for the next 10 years. Caleb, he's the king. Hey everyone, it's great news to hear that SBS will be showing the Tour de France for the next 10 years. That's where I first started watching the Tour de France almost, I think, 15 years ago now. And uh, it's where I really fell in love with the cycling and the Tour de France. And I hope, yeah, this can inspire more generations to come in Australia and inspire, yeah, all the people to, to watch and follow cycling. We're absolutely wrapped, aren't we? And great network it's the right network to showcase this sport because it's not just a sport it's so unique mm -hmm. and uh i couldn't think of a better place it can be so um yeah i'm really happy and i'm really wrapped about the fact that uh, france will be once again showcase every year uh, the put postcard feeling of yeah. what the Tour de France is uh, and from my other side of my you know my, my nationalities I'm 100% both countries but uh, the French side of me is very very proud that SBS is doing this but it's not just the home of the Tour de France SBS is the home of cycling because in addition to the tour it's got a host of other events as well the Vuelta de España, Paris-Roubaix, Liège, Bastogne-Liège, Paris-Nice, great one-day classics, great tours, but of course, it is the big one. It's the tour and the race for yellow. Uh, it's going to be an amazing decade of cycling coverage by SBS, and it just galvanises that reputation that this channel has for bringing you international sport, beauty, passion, tourism, and all of the things we love about the event. Viva la Tour! It's great news to hear that SBS has been awarded the rights to the Tour de France for another 10 years. I personally grew up watching the Tour uh, at home on television and fell in love with it. It was always a dream, uh, thanks to the vision of SBS. So keep enjoying and thanks for the great work, SBS. I've decided if you don't have goosebumps, you're not a human being. We're, we're reasonably chuffed, aren't we? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> hey, no, you know what? It's not just us that are happy because ASO, the organizers, yeah. are happy as well. And remember Christian Prudhomme, the director of the Tour de France? You know, he was tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. And, and he shouldn't have done this, but he sent us and sent me a little message. He got out uh, of his sick bed. Yeah. At home. He, he was, he was he's at home. sickness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he sent us this little message on why this is important for SBS and ASO. Bonjour, it's Christian Prudhomme here. I'm very happy that SBS and ASO have extended our relationship until 
2030. We know very well each other. I know that Le Tour is very well represented with SBS in Australia. Some might say it's even the perfect fit. So merci and keep on watching Le Tour on SBS. Some might say it's even the perfect fit. You know what? We can end the program on this. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, we're done. It's been Absolutely. a big one. It's been a big one. Uh, there's a lot more cycling to come. There's a lot more uh, cycling to debrief here on this podcast. Uh, remember to tune in tonight for the coverage of the of the stage. Of course, the Giro Rosa tomorrow. And then we'll debrief all this tomorrow. Same place, same time, 1 p.m. live here on the SBS socials. But until we go, uh, remember that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friend at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. See ya. Bye Zwift for now. Au Ciao. Revoir. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to swift.com and start your free trial.